thanks for listening to this episode of Spooky Mountain. I'm Steph. And I'm Geordie. And thank you so much for joining us once again this week. How are you going, mm. Steph? Good. Yeah. Yay. I'm really good. Yay. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. And yeah? I'm so gosh dung. Gosh dung? Gosh darn. Gosh dunk it. <laughs> dunk it. Gosh dunk it. Excited to tell you my story this week. I've been like oh, so really? g'd up every day. I'm like, I just Ooh. want to record. Because <laughs> I'm just so excited to tell you my story. Oh, cool. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Ooh. It's different. Oh, awesome. It's different in a way that it's not like a different kind of story, but there's a bit of background to to this. So I like it. Yeah. Okay. And it's Interesting. very much in your realm oh. of interest as well. I'm loving it. I have no fucking idea what you're talking <laughs> no, you about don't. and I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine's good. I like mine. That's good. I, That's I, always I mean, good. You feel really <laughs> Yeah, I've got a uh, mine's about a uh, just a really weird location. Ooh. Kind of like a, a yeah, really weird spot that's known for I literally will be talking about like every single encounter today there's so much oh yeah oh so this is Mm. like with my story um Mm. i did like a whole bunch of kind of like uh broad Mm. research um about this thing but it kind of took me to like other places but the thing that like through my research this week i just heard over and over again that like if you experience kind of like one form of paranormal there's hmm. kind of like sometimes you experience all of it. Like there's some locations oh. or there's some, you know, people in the world where they oh. attract like UFOs or um, or like sightings of mm. UFOs or whatever. Um, but then they also tend to experience a lot of like ghost oh, things. I'd or, love to have that. Uh, yeah. I, I just have seen. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I say that, but that would but would you really? really scary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Going back to seeing an alien, I don't want to see that. Yeah, no. So, yeah. I, I, since we spoke about this last, I've mm. thought about it a bit, and I think that seeing an alien would definitely be probably like top of my list. Yeah, worst things that I would yeah want to see, or like ter- most you, terrifying. When you think things. about it, it's it is actually. It's so scary to think about. Yes. Like, it's terrifying. And I, you know what? I've been wanting to read The Communion. Have you heard of no, that? No, what's book that? By Whitley Strieber. It's like a really well known um, alien abduction book mm. um, just called The Communion. And it's been around for ages. It's like, apparently, it's a story about Whitley Strieber and he talks about the encounters he's had Mm. and it's so graphic and intense and it just really brought to light alien abductions. Mm. But the cover of this book is so fucking scary. It's literally (laughs) of a grey alien and it's just terrifying and I can't get myself to read it. Mm. And so I've been trying for months to find an audio book or a podcast where they read about it because I want Dylan to listen to it with me because I'm too scared to read it because everyone's like traumatized by this book. Would you find have it. you would find that less scary to hear yeah. it as opposed to reading it? Well, I the only reason is because I'd be doing it on my own. So it would just be me in my head reading it. But Dylan's like, oh, it sounds really interesting. So he could listen like, to it as well. So if I found an audio book and we both <laughs> listen to it, he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, but it doesn't exist. So 
Maybe I should. Oh, you should do it. You have <laughs> a some, you have a very good reading voice. Make some cash on the side. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I <laughs> I love stuff like that. I love true. Or well, of course, I love mm. true alien shit because we're yeah. doing a paranormal podcast and this yeah. is what we do. But oh, what? Oh, <laughs> are we really? <laughs> I remember like a few years ago there was talk of like I never actually ended up really following it, but there was talk of like. At the time, I think it was, like, Obama releasing hmm. all the, like, disclosure information. Right. And it was, like, this huge thing that all kind of, like, UFO and alien junkies were, like, hmm. disclosure's going to be released, like, all the files and everything. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to be, like. It got, well, it got released. Uh, okay. But did it really? Uh, in July. Yeah, well, they pretty much just, it's the most frustrating articles I think I've ever read in my life. I didn't go through the whole thing, but pretty much they are saying what we'd expect. Like, uh, yeah, look, some of them were unidentified objects. We don't know what they were. But anyway, the ones that we did know were, you know, probably this. Oh, that is so frustrating. And it's just, like, really stupid. That's frustrating because the term UFO, it's like, you hear the word UFO and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. aliens. But UFO yeah. is like unidentified flying objects. It could exactly. literally be anything. Anything. So we just don't know what it is. We yeah. just don't know what it is. So they're not saying yeah. anything about, oh, aliens Yeah, exist. they never talk about the term uh, alien or anything like that, which, I mean, I mean, we expect that really. Yeah. Oh, that would have <laughs> been so, Imagine if they just came out with all of it, though. I don't think, I honestly yeah. don't think it will ever be know. a thing because – I mm. do believe that um, if they have received information that we've been visited or we've had, we actually have had contact. Yeah. Um, they could probably learn, or they probably have learned so much from like reverse engineering, absolutely crafts and yeah. stuff, and they would never jeopardize that. I agree because if there's no way they're going to tell that, they're just just leaking tiny little, little bits. bits here and there yep. just to make us keep, you know, stay interested. Yep. But, yeah, I completely agree. They're otherwise already here yep. or they know that they're doing whatever they are. I love the theory, and I probably will do an episode on this, mm. is the whole theory that they're actually from under the ocean. The aliens <gasps> oh. aren't from a different universe yes. or planet. They're actually from inside yep. the ocean yep. because we have not even explored <gasps> So much of our ocean, and a lot of yep. people have actually seen the sh- ships come out of the water. So that's very I think that's a really whole cool other topic. The <laughs> idea of you know aliens being like under the water as opposed to mm. from outer space is just a whole other level of know, fun and interesting. So cool. And thinking about heaps lately. Yeah, <laughs> it's f- such an amazing idea, and it makes sense. Like you know, there is so much of the ocean that we haven't explored, and it is also because mm-hmm. it is so difficult for us to. Ex- it's not because we're yeah. lazy; it's because it's yeah, so it's difficult. We actually can't. It's yeah. Im- almost Im- almost Im- impossible. So, if there were aliens mm. down there, they would know that it's hard for us to. You know, oh yeah. To it's like underwater them. caves and lots. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. And all the lo- things down oh, there. All the creatures oh. down there, like all the um, sea yeah. life down there, and. They're almost like aliens yeah. themselves or the, you know, creatures that exist in, like, there the deep ocean. There are some weird things down there. They just saw, oh, I saw an article where a few days ago they just found a fossil of a whale with four 
legs. <gasps> and it was like just at the period where wow. whales were, you know, pretty much deciding if the well, animals are going to decide if they're in the water for good yeah. or on the land. And That's this incredible. was like a full whale. And it, and it, said legs. it, it ate like a velociraptor. <laughs> like it had like little oh arms God. at the front. and like it's Jurassic ate Park. Like a, yeah, it's terrifying. I saw a photo of it. It's actually really scary. That's so funny. When you... <laughs> I can't. It's actually so weird. The image that came into my head when you said a whale with legs, for some reason I imagined it with, like, human legs, not like... Oh, no, 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 no. I know that's not what you're talking about, but that's what came into my head. of it because it's actually, re- it's actually really creepy. Of course, um, it sounds got, terrifying. What I had in my head isn't... Yeah, it's really strange. <laughs> but yeah, the ocean's terrifying. Um, it is. Yes. Also, mm. if I post that on Instagram, you should be following our Instagram. Yes. yes. Um, and our Facebook because mm-hmm. we post a lot of stuff on there. Um, that's pretty much our main social medias at the moment, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And we have a link tree as well, which pretty much yeah. just connects you to any mm. podcasting platform that you want to listen to. Yeah. And I the other day I made... Twitter but I also made a TikTok because I was like surely we can do something on TikTok yeah I don't know so they're like Twitter and TikTok uh, they're very dormant there's nothing I don't know when there's going to be stuff on there but I know you know the kids are into Twitter so oh you know everyone's getting famous on TikTok maybe we can (laughs) something really cool we have our very first follower on Twitch (gasps) their name is Nancy Vandal I don't know if they're a listener if you are, Nancy, awesome. Thank you. Nancy. Number one, number one. We love yeah, you, Nancy. I wanted to go check the Twitch account. And I was like, oh, my God, we have a follower. Uh, Even though we've done we've nothing done on nothing. there, I love it. I've been thinking about tw- our Twitch a lot lately and we should really, like, especially yes. now that it's lockdown, we, this oh, is yeah. like the time to be gaming. <laughs> so we should figure yeah. out, if, and for anyone listening, if you have some, um, maybe we should kind of put this question mm. onto Instagram or something, but if you, because we do know, like, Steph and I, we are aware of some pretty spooky games, but mm. if there's a game that you think you would enjoy watching us play, yeah. then let us know. We might do a questions, get some, some ins- yeah, some cool Get some potential feedback. games downloaded. That would be fun. Yeah, I would love to do that. That's just like mm. a whole level of, because it's not really like relate it is a little bit related to our podcast because we're the hosts and we're gaming yeah. together and we're yeah. kind of doing <laughs> spooky gaming but it's kind of yeah, like yeah. other than the podcast it's really fun it's still in somewhere it, it's still I'm fits. Sure. so yeah. uh something kind of i don't know okay it could be spooky mm. it could just be like a technical difficulty but something kind of weird happened to me a couple of days ago okay so i my daughter panda has been waking up really early lately like 5.30 in the morning mm. early. And the other morning she woke up really early and I was just laying there just fucking hating life and, mm. like, avoiding getting out of bed. And I heard, like, a full-on conversation in my house. And I was like, oh. is there someone in my house? And at this time, like, my partner's left for work. So it's just, like, me and the baby. So I'm like, what do I do oh. if there's someone in the house? Like, do I well, like a, check a, it like out? A man and a woman talking. Like it, what, what? it sounded like women talking. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> I got up, and my computer that I'm on now was yeah. turned on in this room that I record in. It was turned on, and our podcast was playing. 
What? And I have no idea how... What episode? What the fuck? <laughs> I know! It's never happened before. This has never happened before. My computer has never turned on by itself. It's never ran. Any part of it didn't turn it on. I mean, no, I don't know why. No, absolutely not. <laughs> he would do that. That didn't accidentally turn it on. Shit. He never even touches. No, like, nobody touches this computer. And it was yeah. so spooky because it was just like Ooh. voices. And it was us talking. That was the conversation oh, right. that I yeah, could yeah. hear. I didn't even think of that. I was like, who were these women <laughs> yeah, though? These fucking <laughs> women in my house. Yeah, it's <laughs> us. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, I. The goat. It, oh, Oh, don't even, Steph. Don't don't bring up that goat. <laughs> the goat doesn't exist. Um, That's so scary. I was. I told my mum, and so she's been like listening mm. to our podcast, and she was like, "Maybe it's your." So my nan passed away end yeah. of last year, and we were really close. And she was an amazing woman, and always so mm. encouraging of everyone. And my mum was like, "Maybe it was nan." Who turned it on because she wanted, she wanted to, to have a listen. She wanted to listen to your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, maybe, maybe. that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe it was the that's goat. Nice. Maybe it was the evil goat. <laughs> oh, look. But yeah, grandma goat. You know. Who knows? Who knows? But now I like to think that it was her that yeah, <laughs> turned I think it that's, on. I would be choosing to think that too. <laughs> but, you know, I actually, since she passed away, like her house, she like she mm. had a very, very, very distinct smell in her house and I remember mm. when she passed away of course I was sad that she was gone I was like thinking about how mm. much I was going to miss her but something that really affected me was thinking about not being able to like just go to her house and smell yeah. that smell anymore I have been smelling this smell all around my house like wow. maybe every two or three days like it's like this over really often. Yes, yeah, like super often, and it's always around the same area oh. of my house. I and it's such a distinct smell. Like you could not, oh, that, you can't like uh, mistake it for anything else. Gotta be her. That's crazy. I know. I like, know. I've heard that so many times. Where it, it's you a, know it's that smell. It's you smell. don't smell it any other time. No, nowhere else. That's like so cool. outside of the house, I don't really like smell mm. it, and like. Because it also was like the one, like one of the things that I was so devastated about because that smell is like such a, yeah. like home, like we would go to her house on for holidays and um, yeah. you walk into her house and you smell that smell and it's like, and she lived like right on the beach as well. So right. it's kind of like well, on the beach, get to see Nan, you know. Oh, so, you know, yeah. I kind of feel like if, you know, the paranormal does exist and ghosts exist. That's really interesting. They can kind of comfort you with yeah smells. you should next time you smell that smell maybe just take into account what's happening at the moment as well like yeah. maybe it might be popping in during certain times, times. when yes. you're doing something or totally maybe even just thinking something weird well, it I, might be good to kind of take note of that i have kind of thought about this i've thought of because like where i smell it whenever mm. i smell this smell it's always usually around so we have for panda like a play area Mm. And it's kind of like just this sectioned off, like, baby gate thing. And yeah. it's always, like, right by kind of the entry of the gate into her play area. And it's like, mm. is she, like, watching Panda? Because she yeah. only got to meet Panda, like, once before she passed oh. away. And, like, she yeah. passed away very, very suddenly. It wasn't expected at all. Like, she wasn't oh. sick. Um, it was, like, very, very fast. Um, mm. And so we kind of, like, rushed up to 
for her to meet Panda before because we knew that she didn't have. Oh, really? Yeah, we were told like she only had 24 hours after she oh. was like initially like diagnosed suddenly with this thing. Mm. So we rushed up for like Panda to meet her. And so I'm like, is she kind of just like standing there watching Panda like play? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, wild ideas, but it's nice That's, to think about, you know. I think so too. That is a really nice, yeah, bit of comfort that yeah. you've got in the house. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. Once someone has passed on, you can even if some of it is like potentially embellished in your mind, it can bring hmm. you comfort. Like after such yeah. a like devastating loss, you know. I think it's such a yeah. nice thing to be able to like yeah to you know. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, just yeah. an- another side of the paranormal. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had really anything creepy happen to me um, or anything. I yeah, it's weird. I, I feel quite okay in this house, and I've yeah, and it's hard being in lockdown as well because yeah. you can't leave your area. Oh, so I'm just I like know. in my yard. Yeah, I mean, it, it is pretty interesting because we're in a rental house, mm. and there was a couple that were previously living here, like an elderly couple, mm. we're assuming, well, hearing from the neighbours, we've been talking to the neighbours a little bit when we're in the front yard oh, yeah. and they always ask, like, oh, um, where's the lady? Did she pass away? <gasps> oh. And we're like, no, no, we're renting from her. Oh, and okay. they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, before her um, husband died, he kept the yard really nice oh. and, and you know, they, he, he kept the house immaculate and you could tell that once he passed away that the house kind of... Went a bit down she, she She got yeah. quite uh, old and of couldn't course, keep up yeah. with the house, so we're assuming she just went to a retirement home. Yeah. But you can, it's funny because the neighbours always mention when me and Dylan are in the yard, they're like, oh, it's good to see you in the yard. <laughs> It's good, you know. You're like keeping <laughs> his spirit alive by doing the gardening. I and- love it. And his shed, so there's this massive garage at the back that is just filled with old tools, massive planks of wood. There's this really old big gas lamp. It's incredible. Oh, wow. These really old things from like the 50s and the 60s. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, like the past two days I've just been going through the shed because yep. I've been – like doing lots of upcycling. I've got this old mirror and I'm stripping it back. Oh, and I'm like, fun. you can see these tins of paint if there's any like wood lacquer. And yeah. there's like all the stuff going on in there. Oh, and wow. it's just really cool. Uh, and that's probably of, all his stuff. And yeah, instead it of it sure. just like rotting away, you're kind of, you know, we're using, using all of it. it. There's these so little great. things you can see where he's like put things in certain spots. And we're, yeah, oh, good it's on just you for still doing that. You're, mm. I, I think I said this last episode or episode before that your gardening is just so lovely I love seeing all the stuff that you're doing it's such a like Mm. happy positive fun thing to be doing I know it's so nice it's it's actually the funnest thing ever yeah we Um, should definitely post some of your stuff on yeah on Instagram be good I might take some you know I know it's kind of like different to the normal creepy stuff if anyone likes gardening (laughs) yeah Maybe There's so should, much going on. We should start a gardening podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. You, it's literally me just picking weeds, yeah. like, majority of the time yep. and screaming at caterpillars oh, eating, yeah. eating leaves and stuff. Like, so <laughs> my insane. regular job that I don't work in anymore but that hmm. I used to do is it was bush regeneration, and I worked in bush regen for years and years, hmm. and the main job that we do in bush regen is literally just weeding 
It's just weeding, weeding, weeding all fucking day. And so, like, this, like, decomposing weeds has such a distinct smell that even just thinking about, because what we used to do is, like, pick all these weeds and then put them into a pile, cover the pile, and it turns to compost. Um, But the smell is something that will stick with me forever. (laughs) It's it's horrible. It's so, like... Oh. Can you put weeds in compost? I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, chuck I was like, all your weeds in the, the bulbs. Compost. No, oh, the bulbs you got to be careful. Onion weeds. Yeah, onion weed. You don't want onion weed in your. Okay, I would. I literally, I swear, once a day, I want to set the yard on fire. Yeah, because there are they a have lot. that many onion weeds. They're I didn't impossible. even know they existed until I moved here. Yeah. And I was like, what is this really oh, insane grass? Oh my God. Like, if anyone doesn't know what it is, it literally just looks like a blade of grass. Yep. But it is so. Like it starts off really thin, but the root goes so far, far down the ground, yeah. and then it's literally just like a little miniature <laughs> onion bulb, uh, and you can't just pull it out. You have to dig, dig the it whole down. Ground. Oh god! And it's like, and there's like a cluster of them. Yes, they're like <laughs> oh either god. they're like the bane. Of, they were the bane of my existence doing regen, <laughs> but sorry. also the most satisfying shit ever. You get mm. your trowel and you kind of pop them out, and you get all the bulbs out, and they yeah. smell delicious. But they're so they do, terrible. and you can eat them you as well. You can eat them, yeah. It's yeah. just like little. So they're all in my veggie garden, like yeah. everywhere. Because now it's spring, handle. it's popping up, and yeah, it, and all you can do is kind of hand. anyway. We are not a gardening podcast. We're not, <laughs> but maybe we should do. Considering we know so much about gardening, but yeah. Um. <laughs> so, oh, actually, just one more really, really fast yeah. thing. Um. I don't want to, ca- you know, carry on too long. Mm. Um, when you were talking about your shed, you just reminded me of a memory from my childhood. Um, yeah. I was living in the Blue Mountains, a different town of the Blue Mountains, and me and my best friend who lived just around the corner and her brother, we mm. discovered this empty lot. So it was like a lot with no house on it, but it looked like there was a house. There used to be a house on there because there was an empty um, swimming pool and all else that was on this lot was like this mm. little um like wooden shed it wasn't very big it was wooden and it was locked but because we oh. were kids and we were pretty you know we just would walk around mm. the streets you know discovering shit we yeah. kind of like broke into it through one of the old um paneled like pieces of wood um yeah. we broke into it and the whole shed was filled with um stuff from a child that had passed away so and we know this child passed away because we found i don't think they do this anymore but um i guess back in the day at funerals they would have almost like a guest book and yeah this guest book was filled with they do oh they They do do still still do do that that. i've never seen that before this this little guest book was filled with like condolences of this child and yeah. there was another book that was mm. kind of like little like poems and stuff that I think maybe oh. one of the parents had, one of the parents had written out, and it, there was Whoa. this. It was so creepy. How? This oh my God. little like book with the poems in it. Um, one of the poems it was written about the child that had passed away, and he the poem was about how the child had sucked on paint like a paintbrush Ooh. with paint what? on it. And the child passed away from. No way. That was in the book? Yes. Yep. And it was filled with like old How stuff. old was the kid? I, I don't know. I'm not sure if. I want to say like five, like four or five. Yeah. But that could just be oh. my memory, like not remembering correctly. But So the house 
So it was just the shed that was abandoned or like locked up? There, so there was a- it was like an empty lot, like a whole just empty property with an empty swimming pool, no water in the swimming pool, fully neglected. And the only other thing on the lot was this little wooden shed. And it would have been like two so by two. Weird. Like two by two. Wow. Like not yeah, big at tiny. all. And it was just jam-packed full of old stuff. And mm. along with, yeah, like. Did it look like it was just forgotten? I don't know. I have a, f- I don't know. That's yeah. so strange. Oh, I want to, do you know where it is? It's, <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember where it is, but I think there's a house built on there now. I'm sure the lot was like sold to someone to oh, <laughs> build a house. I would not buy that property. That's too oh, creepy. Oh God. And we didn't like, we didn't steal those little guest, like, you know, um, mm. signature books, but we pinched a couple of other things. Yeah. You know, like a couple of other yeah, little. Yeah, as a kid, I've done, yeah. <laughs> done that and I look back going, what is yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, God, so thinking bad. about some of the shit that I did as a kid. God damn Oh, it. <laughs> so bad. Down the road from our house that we grew up in the mountains, I remember <laughs> the, uh, it's, it just makes no sense that this stuff doesn't click in your head, but mm. this family were moving out of their huge house and they had just stuff in the shed that they locked up and they were coming back every week and that, kind of take us out of the shed to their new house. But we knew during the week they weren't there and me and my sisters literally were just curious that there was a big empty house and we would couldn't get into the house and we're like, oh, I just want to have a look, you know. Yeah. And then we went into the shed because the shed was open right. and there was just like a few random boxes left over. Yep. And there was like a box of like old, cool, like 80s earrings. Then there was... Huh. A doll. Now, I only mm. had this till a few years ago, and I don't even know where the fuck it is, but it was a um, Where the Wild Things Are oh, doll. Oh, wow. But it was, like, really old. Yeah, right. Oh, and creepy. <laughs> there was a few other weird things, but we, we kind of took one thing each, and I took that, huh. and we just went home, and we're like, cool, they probably didn't want it. <laughs> and I remember just thinking that, like, oh, they probably just didn't want this it's stuff because there wasn't much left in yeah. there. But oh, no, that was probably like, oh, no, actually, no, don't worry. I'm not going to. It's so hard so <laughs> to think about. But I remember at the same time, I'm not going to tell my mum. Well, now my mum's listened to this. So, so now, now she knows. knows but, same as my mum talking thinking, about the I shouldn't the tell mum that we went there because it's not good that we went in there. Yeah. So, like, something make... in your head knew that it was, like, bad to do. So bad. <laughs> I must have been, like, 11 or something. Oh, God. I, yeah, so I think about shit that I did like that as a kid. And I still have guilt, like. Inside <laughs> guilt, thinking, of- <laughs> thinking about shit like that. <laughs> anyway, we should continue to our stories. Oh, We've been yeah. flapping our gums for a while. So oh God, let's yeah, uh, Jesus. All right, we're well into it. So, okay, my story. I'm going to be talking about a pretty strange place. It's called the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, I no. Okay, heard of this one. very nice. So. It is a location that spans around 200 square miles in southeastern Massachusetts, United States, and is claimed to be a hotspot of alleged paranormal phenomena, including UFOs, poltergeists, mm. balls of fire, satanic rituals, ghosts, Bigfoot, and heaps of other cool cryptids. Balls like of fire? Literally everything. Yeah, what, balls what? of fire. Okay, cool. Um, so... When I say the word Bridgewater Triangle, does that sound familiar to you in any way? Or no, sound like just triangle. You've heard of? I've like triangle yeah. is used in terms of like, oh, it's the Bermuda Triangle. It's the yep. triangle of this. So that's right. You know, yeah. 
So yeah, that that's kind of what it's named. Well, play on Related, of yeah. the Bermuda Triangle. Because, yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's a strange place. So um, the locals and everyone that travelled in this area, they're very familiar with the super creepy vibe that it gives off and just a high level of unexplained occurrences. So the triangle was drawn up and named in the 1970s by cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, who at the time was investigating strange things happening around the Hockamock Swamp, which is located inside the triangle. <laughs> this was all published in his book, Mysterious America. That's how he got really famous off this book. Mm. Um, so after Coleman published his findings, the Massachusetts reason, region went berserk with all types of people like paranormal researchers, investigators, and thrill seekers. A folklorist named Christopher Christopher Balzano, hopefully I'm saying that right, um, he's written multiple books about the triangle. He states, quote, the land has something to it that's just spoiled, that's just not right. It's not just the trees, it's not just the grass, mm. and it's not just the creatures that live there. The land seems alive. Oh, that that something about that really, like, touches on a <clears throat> weird feeling, like, it's just yeah, spoiled. It's unsettling. Like something's eh? not right about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what and where is the triangle? So the three points make up the towns as follows. Uh, Rehoboth, Freetown, and Abington. And Bridgewater is right in the middle hmm. of those three. So the triangle makes up Lots of geographical areas, including big towns, small towns, large swamps, lakes, and huge forests as well. So pretty much all these places have experienced something. Hmm. So um, what I'll do, I'll start off with the Hockamock Swamp. So it's a super large wetland that that's just under 17,000 acres large. And during the 17th century, this swamp was used as a fortress by the Wampanoag, who were the Native Americans in the area. The swamp was used as protection against the English invaders at the time. Right. So it's like so inherently wamp- kind of violent. It would be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So the Wampanoag people placed this area as very high value to them as it was used for their hunting but also plays as a dual role also played a dual role in being sacred burial ground so the name hockamock is a term that means place where spirits dwell the hockamock was occasionally referred to as hobamock which was the chief deity of death and disease he was composed of human souls of the dead and known to con- congregate in the swamp. Oh, my God, so, that's terrifying. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this area is super mysterious, yeah. very sacred mm. to the natives, Okay. Um, and also seen as that today from everyone who visits it. Mm. Um, now, also inside the triangle, there's a strange rock called the Dighton Rock, which is a large slate stone with petroglyphs on it, of people, animals, and weird symbols all over it. So it was first documented in 1680 and had the symbols written down, which is very lucky Mm. as today you can't see them anymore Mm. just due to erosion. Um, It was in this area along the 
this big river and it just kept getting eroded so they eventually just took it up popped it in a museum um so now it's safe but yeah you can't see anything that's on it um no one's been able to confirm what the petroglyphs actually mean there's over three dozen theories out there many of them describing alien origins of course vikings um but the most likely being it was from the local native people at the time that probably wrote on the rock um now also there is the freetown fall river state forest now this is a really large area inside the triangle and it's reported as being a site of various cult activities including animal sacrifice ritualistic murders a number of gangland murders and Mm. a number of suicides Mm. as well so obviously just from that like the forest sounds terrifying yeah yeah (laughs) dark oh just thinking about that stuff in like relating to a forest is not good it's (laughs) not good Mm. yeah it's sounds super dark dark, and creepy um yeah in in 1978 15 year old mary lou aruda was found tied to a tree in the forest oh Then in 1980, while the cops were investigating another murder, Mm. they approached a group of people who claimed to have just witnessed a satanic cult ritual in the forest. Mm. Then the murders, that just kept happening. Then there was hazardous waste that just kept getting dumped there and still (laughs) there are reports of aggressive abandoned dogs and even an escaped emu. An emu? How the fuck did an emu get there? Roaming the forest. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was the emu doing all the yeah, satanic, the satanic emu. <laughs> oh, it would be typical of, you know, emus. <laughs> typical sighting. Yeah. Just, just another day in the, in the forest. And so um, now for the next place, this is called the Taunton State Hospital. Um this building is so beautiful. I mean, to me, it is, I think, because I'm in Australia, but I think a lot of buildings on the east coast of America, just those really old, big red <laughs> buildings, it's incredible. And I'm definitely going to post on the Instagram because mm. I love it. Um, it. It has been demolished, but it was originally the state lunatic hospital at Taunton. Um, it was located on a huge farm. The building became abandoned in 1975 um, and it's since been used for many satanic rituals and lots of paranormal investigators to explore the really long halls and many ghostly apparitions that are seen all over the property. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so we're going to delve a little bit deeper into what people are actually seeing in the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm. Um, the Hockamock Swamp is pretty much the main hotspot of the area, probably because, yeah, it's it's in the centre, it's absolutely massive, and people have reported seeing thunderbirds, pterodactyls. Yes, that's right. Wow. The dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, but that's not all. There's also a really high amount of ghostly figures, disembodied mm. voices, heaps of Bigfoot sightings as well, like a really large amount of Bigfoot sightings. Mm. Um, majority of the Bigfoot sightings haven't been very aggressive. However, there was one encounter in 1970 where one went, quote, haywire, killing pigs and sheep belonging to local farmers. Mm. Police with attack dogs searched the swamp for two days, but no sign of the Bigfoot creature. They never found anything. Well. Um, At the other end of the forest, the Assanet 
ledge is a remote location that has reportedly been the site to go standing on top of this ledge and leaping before disappearing. Mm. In a recent presentation from John Brightman from the New England Paranormal Research Group, he reported that he broke down on top of the ledge as a spirit had told him to jump or leave. Oh, my God. That's so (laughs) violent. (laughs) So dark, eh? Um, Now, on Copacut Road in the Triangle, travellers have reported a truck driver following them too closely and honking his horn and making wild motions with his arms. Then the truck just vanishes. So a ghost truck. And on Route 44 in Seekonk, I think it's called Seekonk, (laughs) um, many motorists have reported seeing a red-headed hitchhiker. The man with long red hair and a full beard is seen walking along the roadside. When people pull over to pick him up, he vanishes. Some even get so far as to get him in the car and they start driving and then he vanishes once he's already in. Wow. Gross. Um, in 2018, 43-year-old Kirsten O'Dea was dropping her daughter off at school around 8 a.m. when she saw a huge bird with a raptor-like tail flying around the school. Quote, the thing was flying in circles, but it was huge. I've never seen a bird that big in my life. I know I'm not the only one who saw it because the other parents were hitting their brakes. Oh, my God. Imagine <laughs> seeing that. Also, flying above the school. A pterodactyl. That's terrifying. Yeah. That is, yes, above the school. Like, I... Searching for lunch. Have, <laughs> I have never, like, included dinosaurs into, like, the paranormal, like, realm of existence it's, before. I know. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> oh. So, despite Odea's saying she felt pretty crazy for having experienced such a thing. Massive birds are one of the more common sightings in Bridgewater Triangle. Like Norton Police Sergeant Thomas Downey, he was driving to his home in Easton after his shift on a late summer's night in 1971. He noticed a giant bird in the area, ironically known as Bird Hill, just at the edge of Hockamock Swamp. He claimed the creature saw him and then shot straight up into the sky. But just before, <laughs> just before, Danny observed it stood over six feet tall with a wingspan of eight to 12 feet. Wow, that's substantial. So many think Sergeant Danny saw something similar to the legendary Mothman of Point Pleasant. But Native Americans in Massachusetts have long had a legend of the Thunderbird, a man-sized bird believed to possess natural Uh, Supernatural abilities. (laughs) Natural abilities. (laughs) Um, So now imagine. Okay, everyone just imagine this. You're walking through the forest (laughs) and a crazy little gremlin gnome runs out in front of you and tries to punch on with you. (laughs) (laughs) Tries to punch on with you. (laughs) That's what a a puckwudgy is. These okay. little things are so aggressive and crazy, and I hate them. I actually just hate them. They are literally <laughs> chihuahuas crossed with an angry magical gnome. That's what it sounds like, yeah. a little angry chihuahua. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> They're psychos. All they do is try to fuck with you by playing little tricks. They try to hurt you, and then they just vanish out of nowhere. Oh, they can vanish so people as well. See them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they'll just play nasty tricks on you and try to hurt you and just annoying and then they nasty. just disappear yeah and you're just like what the <laughs> they just sort of fuck with you like, yeah, 
feet tall. They're literally like three feet tall. <laughs> they remind they're me of like drunk little leprechauns or something. Yeah, exactly. They're just <laughs> crazy. So they're part of the Wampanoag folklore. And according to them, Pukwudgies were allied with humans until we predictably made them mad and they turned against us. <laughs> so... Now, there's also many UFO sightings. The, ma- the most famous one coming from two WHDH newsmen in 1979. They were driving on an off-ramp on Route 106 and they spotted a baseball diamond-shaped UFO right above their heads. Um, that's, yeah, most famous one. They're still alive now. They're talking about it all the time. Um, there's lots of other UFO sightings, but you know what? For the first time in my life, I don't find them that interesting. The puck wudgies and stuff, the, the birds, you know. Compared to the other <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's way more interesting to me. Um, so, yeah, obviously this is just an insane amount of stuff happening in a pretty small area. Um, but why is it happening? A lot of people turn to the time of King Philip's War in 1670. This was a conflict between the English settlers and Native Americans. The war was considered the bloodiest war per capita in U.S. history. Mm. So people think that this war sparked the paranormal events. Mm. Belzano and Weisberg, who are the hosts of radio program Spooky South Coast, are experts when it comes to the Bridgewater Triangle. They say that one traumatic event like this couldn't be responsible for the amount of occurrences. They state that the paranormal effect the paranormal phenomena is likely caused by the power and energy of the area. Now, while I do agree with them, an event like that would have had absolutely devastating results on the land and the people. Mm-hmm. But I, then I do agree that, yeah, it's just one event can't, ha- like I feel like it would have in some way put in the paranormal, maybe the ghostly figures in that area, yeah, yeah. maybe. But then when you talk about flying birds and UFOs. It's kind of like on a different level of. It's just too many things yeah, happening. Yeah, But that's pretty much it. The, the only thing that people can really narrow it down to. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? It, I kind of feel like it could, like there's so many different levels of possibility, like if this all does Ooh. exist, like there's so so many different levels of possibility. Like maybe, like I do feel like such violent events would damage an area Mm. in a certain sense. Like I feel like nature has energy, humans have energy. Like I feel like, you know, obviously the land itself becomes damaged when something – it's almost like violent events almost like rip open a hole to other stuff It was already a place that the Native people really kind of – wanted to protect from the beginning because it was already so special to them very sensitive yeah this is another thing also is um like i'm not saying this uh, in a like patronizing way to your story Mm. at all but it's Mm. it's funny how um a lot of stories they it has the background of like a native american burial ground or like a native ground a native but like i'm not saying it's just an excuse for a story but it could be it's, that it's it, all they. It, yeah. it, it could be that because a culture like so, I don't know. I'm not part of the Native American culture, so I don't want to speak mm. too much about it because I don't know. Yeah, um, no, I know what you mean. Not my place to to say, but you know, I feel like they do revere 
that would, you know, animals and land and spirits so strongly when you do have something like a burial ground or violent events happening or whatever, like that kind of severe disrespect. Absolutely. Like it's going to have an impact. And maybe you've got like UFOs and stuff. Maybe aliens are drawn to areas that are more energetically charged in that way. I don't know. Like maybe it's so strange. It's strange. I do feel like they, like I've always felt like all this kind of stuff is somehow intertwined, you know, like Mm. we spoke about this a little bit, like, you know, last week, but, um, you know, like aliens and like ghosts and spirits. Somehow. It can't just be like one thing. No. That's the thing. It's weird. It's like, okay, so there's not not really anything people can pick up on. Like there's so many other locations as well that like I didn't even mention. There's Mm. just like really strange, like Dyson Rock with the petroglyphs is Mm. the most famous rock, but there's like three other types of rocks with like weird inscriptions and Mm. cryptic things, rocks that look like people, like so many strange things around this place. But that's (laughs) the thing, and not to kind of put something like inscriptions onto a pedestal, but like, Mm. what do they say like i'm sure there's plenty of inscriptions that aren't yeah you know too superiorly like aren't super important but it's like you don't know what they say it could be another kind of explanation as to what this area was for that native american tribe as well like very true but it's very interesting with the um bigfoot there as well like what is that that's heaps in the swamp a really large amount in the swamp. Swamp um, is it very sounds incredible. I looked up, <laughs> so I pretty much looked up all these places on Google Maps mm. when I was researching it all. And if you look up Hockamock Swamp, I mean, great mm. Google reviews. Everyone's <laughs> like <laughs> five stars, really five spooky, stars on Yelp. <laughs> really scary place. Um, people still go hunting there, so it's still, right. I think, a place we can go hunting and like fishing. But, um, yeah, people literally go there to do that or they literally just go there to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, a a place that is, like, pretty heavily hunted upon, I feel Mm. like. I don't know. I don't want to get too extreme with ideas. Mm. But, like, even just, yeah, if you've got, like, pretty heavy hunting on an area, that's a lot of death, you know. Yeah. I think they were trying to protect it, like, for ages. I think parts of it have been. And then they've opened up some other parts, but that's, it's so bizarre, isn't it? It, It's weird. And the, there's always um, been a relation to water and the paranormal as well. Yeah. So it's like, I'm sure there's water in the swamp. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. There's lots of lakes and the the swamp is absolutely Mm. massive. And then even through the state forest as well, there's just heaps of rivers and stuff. So yeah, it'd be um, interesting to know because there's always, been theories of like ley lines and stuff as well Mm -hmm. going through countries i wonder like that's an interesting point yeah Yeah. like i i have never invested too heavily in the idea of like ley lines just because i don't Mm. know too much about it but like it would be you know interesting to know if it laid on yeah ley lines i mean i feel like it's in a really interesting spot just because it's near like south boston which is pretty much i think just it looks like probably like a 45 minute drive of when where the mayflower set oh, in america so interesting probably, that's 
why I would assume like this whole area on the East Coast, like it's the oldest part of America. So right. you can imagine how violent and intense this totally. whole area would have been for so well, long. This is the thing. Like, if anything else, the like heart, like the fucking extreme violence that's probably mm. happened on the land cause, and not just violence, but probably like rape oh, and, you know, yeah, everything. all sorts of yeah. horrible, horrible shit, you know, yeah. It's probably happened there and yeah kind of what I was trying to explain before is like when that violence happens to something like a Native American tribe that mm. you know are quite spiritual in their own way I'm sure yeah. that has an effect on an Definitely. area you know yeah oh that is so I've never heard of mm. this location it's, that's really there's really a documentary on YouTube as well oh, there's, I'll watch there's it, a yeah. lot of it's really interesting there's it <laughs> There's so much stuff you could talk about this mm. place, but that's crazy. Um, I've ne- I've like watched so many like documentaries mm. and um like yeah, ghost so hunting much. shit. I've never heard of it. It's that's, a really cool that's, place. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it would be awesome to go around there. Yeah. Oh, I would love to go there. I've I've Ooh. been to America, and oh, I wish I knew about it <laughs> before yeah. I went. That would be so. Although, you know, like, I'm pretty tough when it comes to, like, ghost hunting and stuff, but I feel like I'd probably be a bit nervous yeah. going there. I'd be – I'm pretty – I always will choose to go ghost hunting, but I'm so scared. I'm really pathetic. Mm. I've only recently been into, like, Bigfoot and stuff the past, like, three years probably, and because of the whole COVID thing, I haven't really yep. had a chance to – yeah. investigate it but I think that would scare me more than ghosts now like actually seeking Bigfoot for me that's yes. someone that I think I believe in them yep. I'm pretty sure I do and I, I'm so scared of that well I'm <laughs> very glad that this is what you have just said because okay. my story yes. oh this is like the perfect setup for my story oh my god <laughs> so Steph, do you believe in Yowies? Yowies being oh. like the Australian Bigfoot? Absolutely, I fucking do. Yeah. Yes. I, I, of course yes, you do. Jordy. Of course you do. Yes. So. Oh, I'm, so um, <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you're blushing. Uh, I have a friend called Tony who right. for years I knew that he had had a um, Yowie experience. Oh, I'd seen him so cool. mention it time and time again, but I never knew any details at all. And, like, right. for weeks, pretty much when, like, as soon as we decided to do this podcast, I was like, hmm. oh, i got to reach out to Tony and <gasps> ask him about his, like, Yowie experience because I yeah. want to talk about it, want to talk about it. Anyway, Tony reached out to me literally, <gasps> like, in the beginning of the week, and he was like, hey, did you know that? I've had a Yowie experience. Oh my god, Tony! Tony, he's a he's a really really cool guy. Very like super down to earth. Very <laughs> like my impression of him. Anyways, like super Aussie bloke. I'm pretty sure he like lives on property and stuff and looks after animals and like hmm. a nickname of him his is like Tony Hillbilly because he's like <laughs> you know fucking. The hillbilly so he's like <laughs> very very down to earth awesome. like no bullshit kind of guy um yeah. really really lovely dude anyway yeah he reached out to me he was like you know i've had a, a yaw experience and i was like no but i've been wanting to message you and reach out to you for literally mm-hmm. like week months now because i wanted to hear yeah. the story and i was like would you mind 
telling me about it because um, I want to do an episode with Steph about like yeah. friends' stories that we kind of compile. Mm-hmm. Tell me a story, and I was like, I need to use this oh, for my like God. an actual so episode. I know I've been yes. waiting all week to tell you this. This is great. <laughs> so this is the story of mm-hmm. the Watigans Yowie. So uh, this is Tony's story of the Yowie that he saw. It was October long weekend in 2010. I was taking a generator out to a bush party in the Wadigans. And if there's anyone listening who isn't from Australia, the Wadigans is like a big national park located about 100 kilometres or so, give or take, uh, north of Sydney. So it's like more yeah, hmm. up, up north. And it's kind of like a pine forest. Wow. As opposed to like a, a bush bush kind of forest which would make sense to australians Um, yeah yeah (laughs) because we don't really have yeah anyway um uh it was only a little party uh for my buddy's birthday so nothing too big or hectic uh i was in the troopy and again for anyone who isn't aussie listening to listening to this a troopy is is a car that we have here in australia and it had a trailer on the back of it um, and I was dri- I was driving slow, so I didn't smash it on the bumps that I was driving over. Uh, it was about midnight, and it was dark as. They'd written down the directions wrong, and I'd gotten lost. There was a left-hand turn written down when it was supposed to be a right-hand turn. I'm a long mm. way in the bush, and I'd been driving around in the forest for about three hours straight. Ooh. Anyway, I was going down this tight little track, that was really steep, kind of four-wheel drive only goat track. Hmm. I was driving just in low range first gear, uh, creeping uh, creeping down with all the spotties on, so it was illuminated really brightly. I don't know if you've ever seen like full spotties on in the middle of the bush, but it is like fucking blindingly yeah bright. It's yeah, it's like insane. daytime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could see down to the bottom of the hill that opened up into a bit of an intersection onto another track. It took maybe 15 minutes to get to the bottom while going at a slow crawl. Then Ellie, my dog, who was only a puppy at the time, woke up from a sleep and randomly started barking. I thought she needed to pee, as did I too, because we had been driving for ages trying to this party so I stopped at the big intersection at the bottom of the hill and got out and opened the back door for Ellie she jumped out and went absolutely berserk barking into the tree right in front of us I didn't really think anything about it because she was just young and stupid still so I had a pee just standing on the track by the side of the car then I heard a big thud like a massive rock being dropped on the ground kind of thud. Actually, it was more like a big percussion than a loud sound, if you get me. I knew there were feral cows out there in the Wadigans, so I stood perfectly still thinking it could possibly be a big bull Mm. uh, and I should try and see where it is in the scrub before I move. Ellie was still going berserk, but when the thud percussion sound happened, she ran around behind me to bark. What a fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> so then 
<laughs> so then there were two more thuds like the first one straight after each other. I stopped peeing and zipped up uh, but stood perfectly still in case I had to run or move fast. Then I saw it move. And this is giving me goosebumps even now all these years later just thinking about it. It was literally just off the track right in front of us and it was fucking huge it oh was dark God. and i couldn't really see it in full detail too well so it was more of the clear outline of it mostly if you get me it was easily two feet taller than me and <gasps> oh. <laughs> which is massive uh and then it was the shoulders i saw and they were wide like double door fridge wide. Right then I realised it definitely wasn't a bull, but whatever it was, it was huge and could easily just smash us to death if it wanted to. I had all these things flashing through my brain all at once. So I grabbed Ellie and threw her into the car through the driver's door and I jumped in and drove off fast. I was in such a hurry, the back door was still open. Then I realised, when I'd seen it move, it stepped diagonally straight towards us. It had been standing there that whole time. It must have been. And I'd just spent 15 minutes driving nearly directly at it with a noisy car, pretty much beelining towards it. And it had just stood just outside of the beam of light so it couldn't see, uh, so I couldn't see it, but it could see Mm. me. So I think what... Tony's trying to imply here is that it would have heard and seen him coming in the car. It's not like Tony just like uh, jumped up, surprised him, surprised it out of nowhere. It would have been so quiet out there, so dark. And this body's being super strong. Yeah. So, Um, it wasn't scared of me or the car or the lights or of a great Dane, Ellie being the Mm -hmm. great Dane, going berserk. I wouldn't be scared either if I was that big. And it was definitely bipedal and definitely mm. way bigger than me. I really don't know of anything in the bush it could have been. And this bloke, like Tony, he's he's spent years in the bush. Right. Like he's he's a real bush bloke, like not just for parties and stuff, but I'm pretty sure where he lives it's like yeah. he's like a proper country guy, you know. So yeah, he's, he knows he's, what's out there. Yeah, he knows what's out there and he knows – Kind of. Nothing's that big. Nothing's that big, and bipedal as well, and shoulders. Oh, it, exactly. Like, what the has shoulders? Shoulders upright. Terrifying. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I really don't know of anything uh, in the bush that it could have been. I thought about this a lot since it happened, and I think what was the case was it took offence to me peeing. Yeah. I'm sure it was a territorial thing. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, kind of makes sense. It sounds like I know with rock throwing that that's a warning sign. Like if you hear rocks, it means yep. they're warning you. You need to go. Yes, yeah. uh, this is don't what, push it. This is what I've seen as well through yeah. doing this kind of like research after this story. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so and I'm sure it was a territorial thing. Uh, it stood still, and I wouldn't have ever known it was there until then, and it was no threat after I stopped. Otherwise, it would have just stood and watched, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't even have known it was there. So he's saying that it could have just stood there without. So he's saying that 
it stepped diagonally towards them to to make itself known. If it didn't mm. want to be seen, it wouldn't have stepped towards yeah. them. So he would have been hidden the whole time. He would have just stayed still, hidden, like way more mm. hidden than what it was. Um, so after Tony sent me his story, I just wanted to ask him some questions just to sure. get a bit more of an insight on a few more details. So I asked, do you think it was trying to get your attention with the thud? What do you think that noise was? Because he said it was mm. like a weird percussion noise. Um, mm. Have you heard that kind of noise, noise before? He said, I think what the thuds were was it beating its chest like a gorilla. (gasps) Yeah, which is creepy as fuck. (laughs) And I think that's why it didn't do anything until I peed on the track and it was just going to watch, but then it took an insult to me marking its territory. Yeah. I asked, "Uh, did you feel like it was trying to intimidate you? He said, "I, I think it moved so I knew it was there specifically to intimidate me. Mm. I asked him, do you feel it would have hurt you if given the chance? And Tony said, I think if I hadn't gone when I did, that it would mm. have hurt me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I asked, did you feel a sense of it being timid while hiding in the shadows or more that it was just watching and monitoring you? And Tony said, so the thuds were definitely to intimidate me and to make itself known. Mm. But when I just stood still, it made sure I could see it. Yeah. I asked him how many feet tall would you estimate it was because he said, like, a couple of feet taller than me, but I don't know how tall he is. So he said I would say about eight feet tall. Yeah, just on the average person, Uh, that's That's too tall. (laughs) Yeah, it's too fucking tall. Um, And finally I asked him how wide would you estimate its shoulder size, and he said maybe four feet across the shoulders. Oh, my God. That is massive those things are beasts yeah boosts. oh my god yeah the description of the double door fridge is just it's pretty perfect haunting, like you just know yeah. that was such a huge <laughs> shoulders yeah huge so uh tony actually submitted his encounter to an online forum in 2010 uh, in a bid to gain some kind of understanding of what he saw after he did this he actually had a researcher connect with him wanting to know his story Hmm. This researcher agreed on Tony's theory that the the creature was territorial, as well as having his own theory that certain lone males get pushed out of a tribe and end up on the edge of their range. And this is what people encounter when they see a Yowie, a lone individual that has been shunned. Yeah. Which, yeah, sounds, kind of makes sense for me also. Hmm. Um. So after speaking to Tony and hearing his story, I decided to do some searching of my own, of not just the Yowie, but sightings of the Yowie specifically in yeah. the Wadigans, which is where Tony had his encounter. Yeah. Uh, after only one or two searches, the results were phenomenal. <laughs> there is report after report after report of people experiencing the Yowie in one capacity or another in this area. I came across the Australian Yowie research website, which I'm not sure if you've seen, um, yeah. but it's a pretty pr- prominent site. Um, and after scrolling through many other encounters at the Wadigans, there was another entry that really stood out for me. This is what it says. Myself and some friends were four-wheel driving around 10.30 p.m. in the Wadigans forest and we were doing around 60 kilometres before slowing down for a corner. 
We came around the corner and our headlights hit something in the long grass and scrub off the side of the road. It was this big grey white thing, like a tree stump, but as we got closer to it, it stood up and started walking on two legs. We were only 11 metres from it and it was in our high beams, so we got a very good look at it. Oh, that's close. It's very close. They get close. Oh, Oh, (laughs) When it stood up, it was, um, sorry. When it stood up, it was uh, front on, right in front of the car. I was staring at it and it was staring at me and then it started walking towards the car. I got a pretty good look at it, but my mate pretty much shit himself and just took off up the road. (laughs) And when we Mm. took off, it was only about three or four metres from the driver's door. Oh, which is fuck. so close. This is not like just a distant <laughs> <No>. sighting. <laughs> oh my god! It was around seven to eight foot tall and very broad. Yeah, same as Tony's there story. Same as what we hear <laughs> yeah. everywhere about these things. Mm. Its face was big and rounded with two big black eyes that didn't reflect in the same way a cat or a dog's eyes do. Hmm. Its fur was almost like mouse fur. It wasn't shaggy. It didn't look like it had a mouth or a nose and it was like they were hidden under the fur. So it it looked like the fur was just hiding it. Yeah, right, okay. Um, It was bigger than a human and it was about three or four foot wide. So same Mm -hmm. again. After we passed it, I said to my mate, did you fucking see that? And he said, you saw it too? And we took off. This is just one of endless stories based around the Wadigans, which I found on the Australian Yowie uh, research website, which I highly recommend anyone uh, interested to go check out. It has logged hundreds of Australian sightings, probably including your own town or a town near you. There are actually quite a number of sightings here in the Blue Mountains. Essentially, every town that exists along the mountain has had more than a couple yeah. of reports of Yowies in mainly bushland areas. Yeah. So the Yowie is not a modern idea. It actually reaches back through the verbal history of one of the oldest civilizations in history, the Aboriginal people of Australia. Mm-hmm. We have various names for the Yowie, a Quinkin, a Jugabina, a Gindaring, a Jarawara, Mingawin, Pudikin, that one I'm not quite sure of the exact pronunciation, mm. Pudikin, um, Dulaga, Gulaga, Dulagul, and even the word Yowie originates from, the, from an Aboriginal language. Apart from Indigenous history of the Yowie, there have been sightings within Australia that date back a couple of hundreds of years, around you know 1870s uh, or so. Yeah. There is a theory that these sightings are really just a Yahoo, which is like a hairy, mon- uh, a hairy monkey man who is supposedly an undiscovered Australian ape animal, which is quite different to the Yowie, to be honest. Uh, but by almost all accounts, the Yowie seems intelligent, self-aware, and quite human-like, despite its mm-hmm. fur and size, to the point that it is smart enough to stalk you through the bush and watch you from the shadows. To be honest, when I came into the awareness of the Yowie quite long ago now, hmm. I have been quite highly sceptical of it, yeah. including Yetis and Bigfoot, etc. Uh, but after hearing Tony's experience and 
spending many hours into the early morning researching information on the Yowie, I truly think I'm convinced now. Mm. So, it's pretty yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, I, I was always, I never even gave Bigfoot a thought or, or Yowie's a thought yep. ever. No. And then I, I, listening to people's encounters and reading stories, yep. I am mind blown. Like I, I, I can't even, I'm like literally just a believer. Yep. Just from yep. every week, every night nearly, I yep. listen to stories about it and it's just insane. It is so interesting because even, it's not that I doubted Tony's story, but I came at it totally just like unbiased. Yeah. Just being like, this is going to be a good story. He told me this story and I was like, wow, that's very interesting. And then I researched and just something about all the information I read, mm-hmm. heard, watched, it, like, there is no, like, these stories just correlate so closely. And it's insane. And there's so many of them. There are so many and they're all exactly the same. And mm-hmm. depending on what location you're focusing on, like, I know here in the mountains, there's been a bunch of, like, Yowie sightings. Mm-hmm. And almost everyone who um, has seen one in the Blue Mountains has said we smelt it before mm. we saw it. It had this really overwhelming stench of, like, rotting, you know, it's just yeah. not, like, rotting. And that's kind of, like, primarily in the Blue Mountains, but then you don't hear it as much when you leave the Blue Mountains. Mm. So, but, um, yeah, I watched, like, a bunch of videos and, um, there was one video I watched where it was this group out in in the bush and they were just doing a bit of a hunt um, for yaoi's and they kind of what you said with the sticks uh, sorry the um, stones the stone throwing yeah. this is exactly what they said like if you have thrown uh, stones thrown at you it means like fuck off we don't want you here anymore but then yeah um, like stick hitting like tapping on the trees that's like a form of communication they think yeah um, i think i know what video you're watching probably yeah, yeah. It, had a, it had a lot of views and it was really good it was a really yeah. good video these are people so, that have you know spent a lot of time investigating mm-hmm. like sightings it's and definitely stuff. something i want to get into a bit more like actually go out and have investigate that sort yeah. of thing because yeah it's like definitely it used to always be UFOs and it always still will be, but yeah, Bigfoot and Yowies are, have completely taken over my life I, it's, at the moment. But it's very compelling. Like it's, it's, it's very compelling. doesn't get boring. The amount of stories no. you hear, they are also similar but also different and interesting at the same time. Yes. It's, it's really odd. And they're never like all the – um, accounts I heard of like mm. Yowie sightings, they're all none of them are super wild and um, no, um, you know, crazy like, oh, the Yowie disappeared and then reappeared over here. It's like we saw this massive creature, mm-hmm. and it's always literally almost every story I heard was the same like eight foot tall, four mm-hmm. foot wide, three yep. to four foot wide. Um, or even just, just hearing noises. Just Some people just noises. like, I never saw anything, yep. but we've had dogs missing off the property yeah. and the noises we hear in the bush yep. are mental. Yeah. I've heard yep. nothing like it before. Like if people are going to make up, the, like obviously some people are making up stories always, but for the majority of them, why would you make up a story and you, 
it's you know you're just mentioning such a small thing like and you're not like gaining anything out. from it yeah. like, like, this is what like i was talking to my boyfriend about it because i was telling him what story i was doing this week and he was like you know i just i just don't know because you'd think if there were so many sightings it would be like a well accepted thing and it's like well there are so many sightings and they all correlate but of course there's going to be false um you know uh, yeah, of course. of course. That ruins the whole thing. It ruins the whole thing, and mm-hmm. it those are the stories that make it seem just uh, exactly. Like Everyone holds onto you know? those fake ones, like yeah. yeah. Well, then there was that guy oh, that totally. got caught doing the Bigfoot yeah. footprints with the little stamps yeah. out oh, in the bush. It ruins it for like, everyone. <laughs> I am particularly interested in because. I hadn't heard anything about the Wadigans because um, I've been mm. to the Wadigans, like, for parties and stuff. Um, I I've, I've never heard. It's a beautiful area. I'd never heard of, maybe because I'd never been that invested in, like, um, Yowies and Bigfoot and stuff. But after uh, Tony told me that he saw this Yowie in the Wadigans, I was like. You'll start researching it now every time you go. I, I've uh, oh, been doing totally. it everywhere. Yeah. This is the thing. There are specific areas of the country where they are so highly seen. I oh, yeah. like after Tony told me his story, the first thing I put in was like Wadigans Yowie. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds of sightings here. It's not just like one or two. There are. It's like pretty much one of the like mm-hmm. prime sites in in Australia yeah. where they see Yowies. And you can't ignore it now. Once it's like in the back of your and, mind, yes. you just kind of. Like, oh, because when I went down to Berry that camping trip a couple, well, actually, it was last year. Yep. It was kind of like near the Berry area. It's like two hours south of Sydney. Yep. And before I was going, I was doing the same thing. Yep. I can't remember the name of the area, but yeah, I was going yowie into Google, lo- looking Just for stories. In case. Yeah. And now, every now and then, we go up to the central coast and yep. the long yep. drive. I'm always like in the car looking. Over the bush on the side of the highway, Just like I've heard stories of people on that highway, yep. even in the Blue Mountains, that yep. have seen a Yowie standing yeah. on the side of the highway. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing, like this, um, like Yowie research, um, website, Australian mm. Yowie research website. They you can basically just click a town and see all the awesome. sites from that town. And so I clicked like where my hometown in the mountains, mm. and it's like. I recognise the roads that they're talking about. I there know what terrifying bush area. encounter in your suburb that is on YouTube. Is there actually? Yeah. <gasps> it, there's this some. Um, oh, I, I need to watch this. I can't remember what the YouTube page is called, but it's just called like I think it's like Yowie Encounters mm. Australia or something. But they're all different lengths, but it's pretty much all around Australia, yep. and it's just one encounter per episode, and. It's just the suburb that it's in and then the state and then it's just that person talking on the phone right. about their encounter and it's terrifying. And there's one in your suburb that oh just sticks with me. So I'll, I'll send it to you after Send that, it to me. I didn't – I pretty much just focused on, like, the Wadigans, you know, for this one because I was just so taken – I was just so taken aback by, like, not just the amount of sightings there but they are all super, super similar to mm-hmm. – what um like tony told me and yeah. like you know um like other like original kind of stories that i read and then i read more and it's like they're all relating to each other mm-hmm. it's like this thing is kind of just like watching them from the side of the of, of the road 
just kind of like sitting in the shadows, like watching them, you know. They're so smart. They're so smart. And this is kind of like the human element coming into it, I think. There was one story, just really briefly, there was one story that I read where Mm. people, like the Wadigans, uh, a group of people's car broke down and they had to walk a bunch of kilometres to reach like a phone or to get help. And they heard this thing stalking them through the bush. And it was like you could hear bipedal stepping. Yeah. And branches breaking. Yeah, what else could that be? What else is going to stalk you? We're definitely going to have to come back to the owie topic. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. If other people want to reach out and have their stories. Tell us, tell us, tell us. I mean, any encounter. But, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going (laughs) to. Yeah, just while we're on this topic, like specifically this, you know, of course we want to hear ghosts, like UFOs. We really want to hear i would love to start including listeners stories every that would be now and awesome like, that would be so great um yeah but reach out to us for sure yeah email yeah dm us anyway contact us in fine. any way possible but yeah. we, we better cut it off because yep. we're gonna be you know chatting forever so yeah reach out to us um we would yeah just love so much to talk to you on, on social media we would love to have i we're gonna just like pound this into your brains please leave us a review like yes. we just you know want to really helpful uh, yeah it is so helpful to us and of course we want to hear from you from on you know have a follow from you on social media but yeah reviews specifically are very mm-hmm. very helpful yeah. but yeah great uh stories this week yeah it was really fun this episode yeah. um yeah. I love oh, your story. I'm so you. happy with yours. That I was do. Awesome. I do actually want to just really, really quickly just thank Tony for contact me, contacting me because I I know that um, coming out with a story like this can make you seem crazy, and he act, like mm. I know that it can yeah make you just feel a bit uncomfortable knowing that people are probably just gonna. I appreciate you a lot, Tony. That's awesome. But yeah, yeah. Really, really thankful for that. But um, cool. All right. Well, yeah. I guess we'll uh talk to you all next week yeah we'll see you talk to you yeah see you talk to you all the things next week next week all right bye bye (laughs) see you This episode of Spooky Mountain was created and recorded on land of the original custodians, the Gundungurra and Bidigal people. We pay respects to the past, present and emerging mob. My name is Geordie and I'm a proud Glenier woman. Thank you for listening. <laughs>